forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Hello, you sloppy little fucks, you stupid little fucks, you naughty little fucks, you dirty little fucks, you are little fucks. Okay, so when are we doing the album? Because I don't honestly, know. That was a I... bop. <laughs> that was a bop. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? So much is going on. There's a lot happening. The world is a world that is actually continuing to be the world that it has always been. But it's hopefully making small steps and changing towards the better. Right. We are just, I think a lot more people are opening their eyes and like truly looking at things in a way that is real. I agree. I Yeah. Every, like my whole, I don't know. I'm just seeing things differently and for what they are now. And it's... Right. Which is great. It's just, it's not a walk in the park. It's like, put your strap on your boots and get ready to like trudge through the mud because it is going to be a journey. And just the more I educate myself on things, the just the darker like everything seems. I don't know. It's, I've been, I just don't feel good about life. Well, welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. Hi, I'm Big Dipper and Meatball. Welcome back to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. Elections, primaries. Primaries, r- rigor mortis. <laughs> I, well, I was informing myself on the in, uh, information on primaries and stuff, and it's insane that I hadn't, I didn't know that, like, what is it called? Voter um, suppression. Suppression was such a i've heard the term before but i had never taken the time to go in and fucking look and figure out what it meant and what it means and how it is not fake it's a real and it's insane that there's like what is it in some part of i forget what city i should have memorized (laughs) it before i started talking on it but there's some city where there's like six hundred thousand people or something in kentucky so we're recording this on tuesday currently the primaries are happening in kentucky there are also Mm -hmm. primaries happening in new york in new york uh but in kentucky uh they went in and like slashed all of these uh uh polling places and now like over six hundred thousand people are gonna try to vote at one location in kentucky during a pandemic which is insane also when this comes out on friday we'll we'll know know. what these results are and hopefully there are results results the results but uh you know the school of results and sciences oh honey Uh, so anyways that is even more reason to make sure you're registered to vote you in november you get that early mail-in ballot Mm -hmm. you don't have to deal with any of this bullshit and we try to change the people in office in the system that we currently have, and then hopefully use those people to help us change that system. T. I mean, right? I just but behind every door, behind every good thing, there's like ten more bad things. So I I don't know. Well, the thing that gags my brain is that I feel like we're all walking around like, oh. Remember 10 years ago when we were blissful and Obama was in off? And it's like, no, Diva, it has always, it's always been. been that way. We There's just always didn't been, know. Like, yeah. 
and not even we didn't know we we didn't when people were saying look how fucked up this is everyone we was didn't like, look well that didn't affect me or that it's not like people it's not like people who knew the real deal about this country haven't been saying it forever yeah it's it's really like a mind fuck what's happening right now and honestly if you are the kind of person like walking around not doing personal inventory not sort of trying to understand the world not struggling in this moment to like see a path to a brighter future mm-hmm. like you're kidding yourself like we all have to do work yes well how do you feel about the pandemic i mean it seems as though it's over right we pandemic lovato Oh, uh, we've cured COVID and now we're allowed to girl. go outside without our masks on. So that's what that's great. That's, girl, that's a newspaper. Some people are reading. I remember. I think I talked shit about my parents going out and doing stuff. And now uh-huh. the county that they live in is now number two in the nation currently girl. for COVID cases. And my yeah, my parents are lucky that they don't have it currently. But they also were like, my dad was talking to me on the phone being like, so when do you think you're going to start traveling again? And I was like, what? And he was like, well, when is this? Like, when are you going to just get going? And I was like, what do you mean? When am I going to get going? And he was like, well, if you get the antibody test and it comes back that you had the antibodies, you're still going to go. And I was like, no, because there's no science. There's nothing to say that I will be okay. Right. And I was talking to Nicole yesterday because she came over to roller skate. Nicole Byer, my friend, Nicole Byer. Mm-hmm. And from the television. From television. And she was saying, she was like, I'm not going to go out there until there's a cure. Like, she's not going to tour or do anything until there's a vaccine. She's the vaccine girl. And I I started to agree. I was like, that's probably the best option. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 wild. So literally wear a mask. Don't it's, roll your eyes. Don't just don't wear it. Just wear it. Literally, it cuts down it cuts down the transmission rate by a crazy amount. It's like that's simple science. That's like when you drop something, it will fall down gravity simple science yeah. one plus one equals two like well here's if you the thing your is that face, everyone's like less risk everyone's like oh it's just so uncomfortable to wear and i'm like Girl. okay but when i wear mine i go on walks and stuff and i take it off when i there's nobody around me and then when i see someone coming from like 20 feet away i put it back on it's not that hard I will tell you there are going to be some people who argue that by touching it with your hands, when you take it off and put it back on, it puts you at a greater risk. That's so, okay. That's fine. That's I'm taking that choice. What I'm saying is it is preventing up until that risk happens. Up until then, right. I'm not breathing in other people's air. And they're not breathing in yours. But I did get tested and I am negative. Me too. As of, you know, fucking four days ago, let's go get more tests. Um, I do want to celebrate one of the greatest photos slash videos that I've seen since Trump has been elected to office, which is him like a sad boy who lost a soccer game walking walking from, from the- Air Force One <laughs> into the White House, holding his, the hat, tie holding undone. the hat, tie undone, and fucking all self tanner makeup on his collar. I, the minute I saw that video, like I saw the one of him walking, and I called it out. I was like. Damn, his collar is dirty. And then someone Girl. got like a close up and it is orange. It That is not the right color. Like we're talking about we need to rewrite the history books. That's the presidential image that I want to see. That is the the fucking don't they do it like a portrait every yeah. year? That's the portrait. I want I want a 10 by 10 of that. <laughs> Girl, 
fucking trash. And um, I'm but gl- what? Yeah, I was gonna say I wanted to. Uh, I want. I didn't want to give him more energy. No, he doesn't need any more time. I wanted to celebrate your makeup palette. Yeah. Come on, Diamond Diva. I'm a Diamond Diva. Are you a Diamond Diva? Buy the Diamond Diva uh, palette from Hip Dot and Meatball. It's only it's, thirty dollars, and a portion of the proceeds goes to the LGBTQ plus Freedom Fund, and it's been popping off. We sold uh, all all of our upfront stock of it, and now all people, the inventory, all the inventory, and so now we're waiting for it to replenish. So it's going to take another week or so, which I didn't know would happen, and I don't think that they thought that it was going to happen. That's so incredible! Congratulations. Yes, well, it's because of beautiful people like you who actually shared with the world that it was happening. I will because I do you, not have a huge platform. I will tell you that I, I, I think I've worn makeup literally a handful of times in my life, and the majority of those were like when I did high school theater, and mm-hmm. you thought in high school theater you had to wear full eyeliner to play like one of the, the to play Mister Dussel in and, Oliver and Anne Frank. <laughs> yeah, Frank. Yes, I had a cat eye. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, you're like and a hard contour. Yeah, and they were like old age. Yeah, they were like old age makeup, and I was like, "How do I look younger?" (laughs) But literally seeing your palette, I'm like, the colors look so fun. I'm like, do I need a palette? I was like, am I gonna play in makeup? Ask yourself if you want to support black queens. Well, the answer is yes. Oh, so did you buy one? So I guess I need to order one. Listen, I have such small amount of real estate on my eyes. Yeah, you got. Have you ever? Thick have brow. you ever really looked how tiny my eyes are? Yeah, I'm aware. You look like a hamster. Oh, and with the glasses <laughs> off. With the glasses off, my eyes are like very. They small. are very small, and I can't see anything. I have like I have like I look like a cartoon character. Have That's you ever considered always, LASIK? I I will consider LASIK, but I am so connected to the visual of me and my glasses. Yeah. That I I feel like I look strange without them. I don't yes, feel like I feel I like, like I look weird without glasses too. But now I also have eyebrows. Oh, that good old Trader Joe's Lamont Shallow. I know, but this is water. I just love like oh. it because it's glass. Okay, so we have a couple other um, moments on our agenda, and then we're going to get into our amazing interview with recording artist and icon Saturn. Saturn Rising. I'm so excited um, for you to hear because it, it was so fun. Yeah, it was a great interview. Uh, so as a lot of you are aware, Chicago is having a drag revolution. Yes. The, uh, there was this amazing uh, drag march for change that happened. And then after that march, the Chicago Black Drag Council was formed and then had a town hall to talk about racism in the drag scene in Chicago, specifically with the bars um, Sidetrack, Roscoe's, and Berlin, and a focus on the actions of two show producers, Cat. Uh, sass and t-rex um it was moderated by lucy stool who is a friend of both of ours mm-hmm. and, and um shimmy and shimmy LaRue, well, or, I think? yeah it, it, lucy was the host and then yeah, shimmy, and was, shimmy the, was the moderator yeah they've like facilitated conversations and was incredible i was the whole time like give her a tv show please well, it, it's just, it's amazing because Shimmy started by saying, oh, I'm a, like, this is what I do for work. Like, I, I do this professionally. And it's so amazing when you see someone, like, do, do their, their skill and, like, yes. be like, 
be like, oh, I think as performers, we a lot of times think like, oh, like I have to be a brand manager and I have to perform and I have to make costumes and I have to do that. It's like, so we're like, oh, we can do it all. And I was like watching Shimmy like use specific language to guide a conversation and like de-escalate emotions and like center action steps. I was like, it was incredible. That's an amazing skill. It was incredible. And Lucy so, Stool was a. I messaged Lucy right after, and I was like, "That was amazing." I just like I can't even describe it right now. Like I would not have been good at the helm of that. I would have been terrible. Well, I think the whole experience was really enlightening because it was clear that from the outside, like we, you know, I used to live in Chicago. I know a lot of the people I've worked uh, with T Rex and ha- at T Rex's shows, and it's clear that and T Rex was a guest on our podcast. It's clear mm-hmm. that we have no idea what's going on from the outside looking in as they started explaining like how the shows were run and what what the bars uh like actively did for the shows versus what the queens were doing versus like uh, i had no idea that that's how it runs i it's a business over there that is not how drag shows run in la in my experience well i really actually it's interesting because hearing all of the conversation i was like oh i have never produced an ongoing show. I've never been in a cast of an ongoing show. Like I gig around. So I really only have my one experience. And what was interesting about this is this was large groups of people coming together saying, we all have this shared experience. So the vision of the scene in Chicago, at least from afar was like this supporting uplifting, like full of tons of opportunity for new Queens. But at this town hall, it was clear that that wasn't, a universal experience for all of those queens. That there were a lot of really specific issues and offenses done by all of the people involved in the town hall. And that those mm-hmm. conversations, you know, and, and... And microaggressions in bars that I did not even realize were microaggressions. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about all this. It's, it's, it's really fascinating. It's really... Um, empowering and exciting to see like change happening um it's it's hard to swallow the pill that fucked up stuff was happening and no one was talking about it and no one could see it and then you start to think about like oh what else am i not seeing in the world if so many people didn't say anything like what other systems are at play i think i think who know like yeah it's it, it, it it's 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 definitely like a wake up call is what I felt like watching that. Yeah. So it really like it rocked me because I felt so connected to so many people that were a part of it and on, on, on both sides. On both sides. Yeah. So it was insane to hear some of the stuff and I don't know. It's just, it really changed how I consider what I do as a drag queen. And it changed like what how I want to use my platform and everything because it's just like maybe in general there are a lot more things like that that I'm blind to because I choose to be instead of right um like hearing when people say things about somebody or hearing when people talk about a situation in the city and I literally will be like, "Oh, yeah, 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 I like to perform there. I'm sorry." Instead of being like, oh, I didn't know that that's what was going down because right. I didn't take the time to like fully listen. Yeah. 
uh, we also wanted to take a moment to talk about one of our past episodes. When we had Trixie Mattel on the show in December, we talked about a performance uh, where she did uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard and she used a wheelchair as a prop. Um, a queen in Chicago named Trans Fat who was disabled called Trixie out for using the wheelchair as a prop and how it was offensive and dangerous to disabled people. Um, we talked about this on our podcast and we were very flippant and extremely dismissive about the whole scenario. Um, yes, we called Trans Fat out by name on our show and having never met or talked with them, we laughed and joked about their criticism and reaction to the performance and that was totally wrong. Uh, we want to apologize for this behavior, both to our listeners who had to hear that mm-hmm. and specifically to trans fat who didn't deserve all of the negative attention that our podcast brought to them. I'm sorry we were so dismissive and hurtful without any understanding of the larger situation. Yeah, we um, also have messaged with trans fat to apologize and now understand that using an assistive device or as a toy or as a prop is really dangerous to all disabled people because what it does is it like trivializes the tools that they need to navigate the world. Um, And so this is actually something that I didn't think about before. Yeah. Um, And I didn't, yeah. Even the idea that um, a larger percentage of the queer community is disabled Mm -hmm. than that percentage in the general population yeah like in the message with trans fat they explained how dangerous it can be to treat a prop like this as a toy because literally when disabled folks are out in the world people will see a cane or a walker or a wheelchair and think, oh, I can mess around with that. I can play with that because I've seen drag queens play with a walker. I can push this person in a wheelchair because I've seen people being pushed and it's, it's not right. I also did a lot of like self education on the topic. um, And I didn't realize the general population, there's like 29% of people have disabilities, but in the LGBTQ plus community, at least two out of every five people has a disability, which is a, astounding amount of people with disabilities it's clear that our privilege and narrow perspective hindered us from seeing how damaging these comments were and we are sorry for that we have left the conversation in the original episode initially we deleted it because we thought it was triggering uh, for them to hear but they asked us to keep it in so we've left that original episode intact we added a content warning at the top um and uh yeah, we we don't want to continue to hurt uh, trans fat, any of our listeners, or anyone that was offended by our behavior because that was never the intent. But oftentimes, uh, almost 100% of the time, impact outweighs your intent. Exactly. And so we just wanted to take a minute to uh, apologize for that and say that on the podcast. And uh, as usual, we will continue to work to understand uh, mistakes that we've made and work to do better and uh, bring you conversations in your ear every Friday. Yeah. So thanks so for that's listening. on that. Thank you very much for listening and uh, giving us the grace to uh, make a mistake in front of you and, and keep moving. Uh, we are going to get into our amazing guest next. Ooh, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, okay. Our guest is coming up next. Boop, 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 boop. boop, boop Pops boop, boop, and pans. Boop. Pots and pans. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted 
dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with factor meals, I'm like, oh baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. We are so very excited to introduce our special guest for Sloppy Seconds this week. Make some noise for Saturn! Saturn! Hey. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. How are y'all? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's using her She's podcast. Serving. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are you right now? You're in LA, right? Yes, I am at home in my bedroom where my little studio is behind me and oh, my yes. is over there. Yeah. Love mm -hmm. that. How's your um <laughs> how's your uh, that dog? <laughs> he knew that the podcast had started because I asked him earlier, I was like, Do you want to come hang out with me? And he just looked at me and I was like, fine. As soon as he heard people talking, he was like, okay, here I go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> For those of you who can't see, yeah. which is everybody, Saturn has a little cute little, is that a French? What yeah, is it? Yeah, it has a Frenchie. A, a Frenchie. So cute, just sitting on his lap staring at us. This little baby dog's name is Omar. I've interacted with this dog in person maybe once or twice. The thing that I know to be true about Omar is... <laughs> 
<laughs> then Omar will give you nooch in the face. Will like really act fully non-responsive, but will constantly want to follow the action, be in oh. the middle of everything. But then you're like, hey, Omar, you look in the face and he's giving nothing. Literal. Could care less. Yes, queen. <laughs> Deliver us nothing. <laughs> Sir. That's how you get tea, right? You sit in the room and make no expression while people talk around you and you collect all the info. <laughs> See, you are the queen of that. You are very good. If you want to talk about receipts, yeah. <laughs> if you want to talk about keeping things in your back pocket until the exact right moment, if you want to talk about a, a very vibrant inner life happening, <laughs> then we have come to the right place. Wait, so how did you two officially meet? Because y'all are like close, close friends. It yep. seems. We met in Seattle, right? Oh, yeah, you have that picture. See, I was just a a, a mere background dancer when I met you. <laughs> <laughs> so everything starts when, like, like in, in my mind, I'm like, when did Saturn, the superstar, meet Dipper versus, like, when did, like, Saturn, the backup dancer, meet Well, <laughs> why don't you... Yeah, why, why don't, don't you, you tell us a little bit about that? Where did you get started, and what did you start doing? Because you're from the Bay, right? I'm, I'm from the Bay. Um, I had always had this, like... Uh, desire to make music but I didn't want to like jump in it without like I don't know I just wanted to like learn how to grow as a performer so I started go-go dancing uh. at like clubs in San Francisco but um, yeah but because I was a dancer dancer I started getting like paid a lot and like getting good gigs and so like I think the third time that I performed at Blow Up which was at DNA Lounge at the time I met Krylon from Double Dutches at the yes. time and Krylon was like we're going on tour in a week. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so it was it was brand new. Literal. Oh so like, wow. Right. So she's like, Do you want to go? And I was like, Yeah. And then she's like, Okay, I have this bandmate named Davo. And I was like, All right. Met Davo. Me and Jock actually Davo's boyfriend at the time was gonna be the other background dancer, but that didn't work out. And I was like, Jacquees has to do it. Yes. And Jacquees <laughs> is like one of my best, best, best friends. And we what is the five, six, seven, eight? What is the Isha Lacandola? <laughs> you know, and so she's a Vogue uh, teacher in San Francisco. And mm-hmm. I used to take her class. So we went on tour to Seattle. I think it was at Blow Pony or, or Pony. No, no, Pony. Yes, the bar. There's a bar in Seattle called Pony. Meatball, have you ever played in Seattle? Yes, a couple times. Do you Have you been to Pony? No, I was at our place. But oh, I, okay. I think I've been to Pony. Does Pony have like the arcade Pony games is or the bar in Seattle. I don't know. Now, we all know about the Chaz, the the unincorporated, uh, the takeover of the downtown, the unincorporated area in Seattle that's happening right now. Do you know about this? No. Oh. Literally, they took over the police station. They, they removed all the police from the, the, yes, from the city hall. And... Now they've taken over like a like a multiple block radius in Seattle. Y'all don't know about this? No, girl, you know I'm trying to watch Housewives. I be and I be <laughs> up on the news and I haven't heard of this. It's literally it 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 means the the Chaz, which means Bono. No, 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 no. It's the <laughs> Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone is what oh, it stands for. So they've heard of that took over this area in Capitol Hill and they kicked over they took over the precinct. It's a gag what's happening in Seattle. Honey, see well, Seattle was getting some real dark shit going on. I mean girl they the got world a, is getting dark shit going on. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, so Pony is this little bar. It's like in a triangle. It's very small. Yeah. It's like on an island in the city, like like it, like one of those intersections where all the streets cross, and the only oh, thing yeah, is yeah, this yeah. tiny like a little flat triangle. iron building situation. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And so they have a patio, and they have, you know whatever. But it's sort of like a very queer space. So yes, that's where I met Saturn and Jacquees. And I remember Jacquees gave me some I advice. Think, uh, well, <laughs> often I get advice. Um, <laughs> Maybe like a business card. It was contact information, but it it had the email on it, and the email is Vogue and Tone at gmail.com. That's correct, and <laughs> um, that's because that's the name of the class she teaches. Like you know, mm. like that's the whole the whole yeah. gag is like that's the brand Vogue and Tone. But I was like, girl, Vogue and Tone. Yes, I'm here for this branding. <laughs> no. She is a businesswoman first. So yeah. let's talk about your evolution so i met you we played shows together you were primarily a dancer but you could always sing yeah i like knew that i was doing this to get enough attention that people would want want me to sing (laughs) you know Mm, yeah i was like okay i'm gonna be the girl at the club every time a big dj comes to town i'm hosting it or i'm turning it in, in front of the booth and he'll have to be like oh my god what's your name and then i'll be like oh i'm saturn i'm a singer give me a beat Yes. yes. <laughs> and like this would be at 2 a.m. at the after party. And I would be like, give me a beat. You know, and he'd take my email, he'd send the beat over, and I'd work on it. And that happened for a couple of years, but I wasn't really um good yet. <laughs> you know, like my melodies weren't the best, and like they just weren't where I wanted them to be. I have a really big standard for myself. And then uh Dipper, you know David Sylvester or David, um, they have a new last name. I'm so sorry. David Oh Sil- yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were based in San Francisco and had yeah. a record label, right? Friends yep. with Benefits? Yep. Yes! Okay. <laughs> Come on, history and remembering. Listen, on. I can't believe it. for the amount of pot I smoked in my girl. youth. Girl, girl. Wait, you knew Dipper when he was doing the drugs? I, I didn't. No, Ugh. no. <laughs> I don't believe it ever happened because anytime we bring on one of his friends, ain't nobody seen it or talks about it. So it's where the- are these drug friends? <laughs> where are the drugs? Where's the proof? Gotta start a second podcast, me ball, like discovering Dipper. You gotta go. Yes. Oh, and I've been on the discovery stuff. We Our do have a. Lo- we have a long history of being detectives. At this yeah. point, we like Let's to do play. deep dives, and you know. Girl, I'll do some special reports for y'all. You, you, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Me, I am the receipts. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Okay, so, um, so yes, you were talking about David Silver, Friends with Benefits. So they took a chance on me. They released my first single called "Young Forever." Um, it was a house song. There was like no effect on my vocals, like just very baby, like very early on. But they Mm -hmm. took that chance and. I randomly shot a video for it like months before we even finished the song. So it was just like all these things were happening. And from that moment on, like, I think that video premiered on Afropunk.com, my first video ever. Wow. You know, Um, and then I recorded Down, which is like probably my first moment. And that one premiered on, um, that video was shot by Raphael Chalatin in LA years before I moved here. That one premiered on paper. So I've always just kind of been on this like upward trajectory like um you know just taking my time getting good but i was i've been getting good in front of everyone's eyes Mm -hmm. you know well i'm really curious about that because 
correct me if I'm wrong, you have had a couple of both artistic and personal evolutions since you have been sort of a public on public display, right? Like your name, your name has evolved a little bit, your public gender identity has evolved. And so I'm curious what that is like to sort of present something to the world and then be like, but also it changes. So you have to keep up with me as I change. Right. And, and to me, it's more just like removing layers, you know, Mm -hmm. or like maybe adding a layer onto something that you already thought, because I was already wearing, like, I mean, my look to me is what, evolves before anything okay (laughs) i kind of go off like what i'm inspired by so you know i was wearing braids for a long time you know using my natural hair and then one day when i started this new era called orange star was like you need an orange wig and i was like that's too on the nose and she was like (laughs) and exactly bitch do an orange wig (laughs) right so my hairstylist malcolm was like you know get your orange wig but i still was like not really concerned with gender identity at the time. Uh-huh. I thought it was kind of a given that I was non-binary. Like I never thought about it, but I also knew that could you really look at me and say that I was giving you like a boy, like the traditional sense, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, I, and I've never felt like men deserved me in their club because they mm. never did anything to welcome me or like, you know, treat me well. Like any guy that I've ever messed with was like t- treated me like, you know, femme. Right. Like, yeah. Since I was a kid, you know, like my little secret boyfriends, they would they would like call me their wife, you know what I mean? So I just <laughs> I like never knew that I had to make these statements about who I was. But as the world's changed and it is, you know, once I started hearing like he and him, like more like more I, I paid attention to it more, I was like, Oh, I don't I I like I can't do that. You know what I mean? Like right. I don't and also for like the kids that are like me, I'm like, oh, let me make sure that people can't say, oh, well, Saturn goes by that, and they and, and, the, and y'all are the same, so let me, you know? Right. Yeah. I have to draw a line in the sand. Um, and that's been weird to do publicly because people still don't know. Like, I put it in my bio. Nobody reads your bio. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I'm like, okay, I put it in magazine articles. No one cares about that part. They just care about what you were talking about or what you're releasing. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, maybe I'll do a video about it, girl. You know, these videos are doing well. So let me, maybe I'll do like a, here's my gender identity. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting because, you know, right now we're in a time where we're, we're talking about a lot of education and yeah. a lot of like people who were blind to things or people who were like, yeah, I understand that injustice uh, exists, but like, I don't need to educate myself on it because I have like a tertiary knowledge of it, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, the other big part of the conversation is the burden of education often falls on uh, the oppressed people and the people who are being misgendered, the people who are being mis- uh, discriminated against, and that becomes part of the existence. And so it's an interesting thing because you're saying, you know, like the idea is we all must be educated, but also like you have to do work on your own yeah. and it, you do, it's not the responsibility of the person, but also having this kind of conversation, there are going to be a lot of people listening to this and be like, Oh, I really need to pay more attention to pronouns. So it's like, it is good work that we're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think I've never been afraid to talk to people and educate them. Cause I like always, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't like to be around stupid people. You know what I mean? Like I I want people to know what the fuck they're talking about. 
Um, I don't talk about anything that I'm not aware of and that I haven't researched. You know, I'm a research queen. Like I will deep dive. I will go to Google results page 12 to make sure that I have <laughs> all the things that I need, girl. Yeah. Listen, um, forget one and two. Those are all ads. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get to 12, baby. Girl. Okay, the, the Wikipedia should be in your brain already. Let's get to the darker stories. But yeah, um, yeah like I'm okay with telling people because like I, I got into this or performing and like, you know, like you want to sing and dance, but when you think about why do I deserve it? Because it's always been a spot to get, you know what I mean? I'm like, if I'm going to be this person, I want to contribute to the understanding of people like me because mm -hmm. my life is really rich with a ton of different people. My best friend is a straight white man who's from, who's extremely privileged from Texas. Mm. And he understands everything that I say about who I am and about my experiences. And he wants to know more about them. So I've always been okay with talking to people that are different than me. Um, and I think and I think that's like what I wanna bring to the world with my art is like, get into me. You can have the best time with me. I'm not gonna look or present like you would expect. And that's best for you. Cause it'll help you grow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of uh, child I am. I always told my mom, cause she was homophobic when I was growing up. And I was like, girl, you think that this was just some accident? God gave you me for a reason. And he gave mm -hmm. me you for a reason because these other bitches that talk shit about me, I don't give a fuck now because my mama said it already and it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That is such gosh. an amazing perspective. Yeah, I never even thought about it that way. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't want to die of depression, girl. So I had to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, how how has it been um, creating music, which is, you know, as an independent artist is already hard, but now whoop, coming out as who you are, having to deal with everybody's, uh, I don't know, understanding of your music and who you are. What is that like? Um, those are, well, they're kind of separate. Like, so the independent thing is fucked up just because like, bitch, I want some money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so tired of like accepting um, where people are at yeah. in their dedication. You know, because for some reason, not for me and probably not for either of you, but money dictates people's dedication. Yeah. And mm -hmm. a lot of people, and I have this thing where I make people reach out to me. I'm like, I'm not going to ask you for free work. I mean, granted, a, a lot of the guys that do free work for me are white men, so I don't feel bad about it. But <laughs> I make them ask, like, you know, when I was in the club, I made the DJ ask me, who are you? By being right. a girl. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you came over here. You ready? You know, so a lot of my work, like, <laughs> a lot of my Not work, you ready, you know, what I mean? you're like, you struck up this conversation. We've now entered into a contract. We're having a, a mutual agreement about artistic creation. Together. I now work here. <laughs> yeah, that is actual information that, you know, you know, <laughs> but it, 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 I also think it's really fascinating because as an independent artist, like, there are I, I I always try to remind myself of this constantly. There I see myself as like struggling and trying to get somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. and I've been doing this almost a decade. And I've played a lot of cool shows and I've had a lot of amazing opportunities that have been handed to me and I have worked for. It's been a combination of both things. At this level there are still so many people who look to what we are doing and go, 
if only I could get up there, I would be paid. If only I could get up there, I would have the resources. Oh my and, god! <laughs> and it's like it's like we always have to remember that, like as artists, what is there? What like there's one percent, two percent, three percent of people who actually make a crazy living doing it, and those are the people we are exposed to because of marketing, because of the machine, because of capitalism. Absolutely. So I always think it's a really interesting perspective, you know. It is, it, it is, but you know, I like you're the same way, but my mind is very focused on creating a package good enough to get those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, so I, like, I mean, I've spent the last kind of two years not really posting the bigger things that I've done because I want to use those to my advantage when I feel like I have my package all the way together. Cause I'll have like little gigs that'll keep my name going or whatever, but I'm like, oh, I've never really posted the footage from Korea. I've never really posted um, some of the things that I did last year, like headlining Seattle Pride, like because I want to use those for my advantage later. You know, like they already gave me my my, my check, so I'll be okay this month. But let me use this content. <laughs> right. you know? Did you do Pride at the Chaz, the uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous <laughs> Zone? They throw a sick party up there. Oh girl, no girl. Oh, so, yeah, I, I don't know where the fuck I was. I was at some. I was under the Space Needle. Oh, you... did you jump girl. off like Beyonce? I wish, girl, they didn't have the bungee cord available, but I was, oh. I was ready. <laughs> Dude, I'm always ready for that. Um, I do want to dive into, so you recently released um, this music video. Yes. Singing mm. for the Boy. Yes. And the video is really interesting. So, so the first thing you said about the way you work is that you hold yourself to a really high standard. Yeah. And the from from your messaging on social media about the video and the video itself it's essentially a compilation of behind the scenes footage yep. and the project the venus virgo right is is an ep or an album it's an ep it's an ep so but that project is full of songs that you maybe were holding on to because you didn't think they were perfect perfect yet right and so this whole project is you sort of saying like i'm gonna give you me where i'm at or at least where uh, we were able to get this. Right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, I've been working, even when I was putting out like previous records, I was saving records for my record deal. <laughs> <laughs> that is such oh, a thing. Lord. We all do that. We go, let me wait, let me wait. Let I don't want to do that idea this. until it's good. Right, yeah. right, until right. I'm ready, until I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> but I kind of feel like, I don't know, you also spoke to like you're showing people your growth as you're working. Like people are watching you grow from the beginning to the end. So like for me, I sometimes put out something that like seems unfinished. But like in my mind, I'm like, that's the, as far as I could get at this point. Do you Absolutely. ever feel like you deliver something just because it's like this is what I have? And take well, it that was what artist. I did this time. That, yeah. like, that's what I did this time. I was like, well, actually, my roommate and best friend, Bakhtin, he was like, you know, people don't really know how hard you work and, like, all the stuff that you're doing. And granted, I mean, not even granted, but, like, a lot of the songs that I put out were available at the time of my first project. But the record deal I was under didn't permit that. And then my second deal didn't permit anything. Like, they didn't, you know what I mean? Like, it was just all these things in the way. So I was like, all right. I'm going to go as hard as I can on the songs that they will let me release. But then I'll be trying to work these other ones. And I never got a chance to work the other ones. And they were, to me, better than the ones I released. Mm. So I was like, all right, well, this is as far as they're going to go. Because I'm not either working with that producer anymore. Or I don't have the money to, you know, 
perfected. Like, I mean, to be honest, Singer for the Boy was supposed to be reproduced by Beboop Girl, Pots and Pans Girl, Sophie. Oh! <laughs> but it didn't work out timing. She was extremely busy and talented and deservedly so. So I got it. I was honored that I have the email of her being like, gorgeous, let's work on it tomorrow, you know? Right. <laughs> okay, girl, I should have released that as the promo and then just let the original leap, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, I mean, to what you're saying, like, I had a video in mind for Singer for the Boy. It was like, I was going to be a mermaid and I was going to be with, like, a- another um, Black dancer and, and we were going to be, like, dancing mermaids and it was going to be this whole thing because I was assuming Warner Brothers or somebody was going to put it out, yeah, you know? There you <laughs> go. You're like, uh, it's actually a movie, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like, you know what? I've never shown a lot of my footage. I have so much behind-the-scenes footage that I never released, like... So I was like, I'll just put it out. And I also felt like, I don't know, I felt like my image for a long time has been very like posed and curated and all this other shit. And I was like, I'm so happy. You know, I'm such a happy, joyful, light person. I was like, let me, let me go ahead and smile, child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me go ahead and put all these laughs, you know, all this laughter in the video, you know, because the song is about being proud of yourself. Yeah. Right. You know, I had, um, I I was proud of myself for a long time, but I wasn't acting like it. And there's like Lizzo. What I love most about Lizzo is that she literally her whole career is like, girl, I did that. I'm doing it, and it's gonna be done, and I'll do it again. And you know, she just yeah. hypes herself up. And I was like, you know, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good to celebrate anything, and it feels even better to celebrate yourself. Right, and and so then to the part of releasing things that aren't ready or like that you don't have enough like I was like fuck it I'm just gonna put it out as it is and to be honest musically as a music artist and and not just a visual performance artist Singer for the Boy and Venus Virgo has gotten me the best reviews and interaction oh well there you have it you know what I mean like people are really like oh your vocals and oh this song is emotional you know because I've always tried to do something performing and cunty and cute and it was like oh I love how you sound. I love what you're talking about. And I was like, thank you. You know? Yes. I mean, that's that's amazing. I think it's interesting because I said this to you on the phone uh, the other day, but the idea that often your music has this more industrial underground, I don't want to say grimy, but like mechanical sound. Yeah. I love yeah, beat bops and pots and, and pots pans. And you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so it's it's always a gag to me that you are such a Britney stan. Do it. Yeah, listening to your music. <laughs> yes, Britney. Oh, Professor. she's wearing a Britney pin right now. <laughs> yeah. Because it, you know, and and like also the fact that when you are doing your thing and performing and. I know that you see Britney in your head. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then and then sonically, it's this other thing. So I like love the duality of that. That those two things. That just because you live for her, it doesn't mean that she takes over your aesthetic, but she influences the way you express your aesthetic. Totally. I mean, I think I'm a child of blackout. Yes, you the best album ever. Best album ever. You know what I mean? Like just the rebellion of it, 
the like, huh, I bet you didn't think I could do this, did you? You know what I yeah. mean? Like just that surprise and also the juxtaposition of who she was at that time. Yeah. Um, just speaks so much to who I am, but I love the culture of pop culture. Yes. I love the story that it presents. Like a lot of us now, there's a lot of people are just uh, big on streaming platforms, you know, and they're just kind of like, cool, what's up? Uh, you know, like the stories are gone because like Britney wouldn't have worked without the juxtaposition of, you know, innocent girl and stage vixen. Are her boobs real? Are they not? You know, but the song is really good. So I'll listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and we've seen that narrative transition into something possibly darker, but um, Very I, dark. really just love, <laughs> I really love that about her. And I like that she's still playing that role. She's still playing like, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. I burned down my gym. I burned down my gym. <laughs> I had candles. It happens. Whatever. Uh-oh. <laughs> People, did you see the video she just posted? No. What is she doing now? Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> wait, Meatball, I mean, it's worth getting your phone out. Just go I'm, to her Instagram. I'm going. It's, it's so great. It's two and a half minutes. Oh, Lord. You know it's, what we don't ask? Who oh, is this? The one, oh, the one in the yellow top? Yeah. I think she edits them herself. She's think, better at green screen than me. I think she is sitting there going like, ooh, yes, I love this editing software. <laughs> okay, what is this? Describe what you're seeing. Oh, Britney Spears is just walking back and forth in front of a camera, <laughs> but then she'll stop. Oh, the audio's on. She'll stop and pose and then keep walking. Oh, she's changed shirts. Okay, she changed into a white shirt. <laughs> I will tell you that this is blown out beyond belief. Like, yep. when she walks out, the white balance goes off, and the floor turns black. Oh, my God, stop. She's doing the same outfit. Yeah. And then oh. did it, you get to the spins yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Girl. she's back to the yellow. Girl, she's just... She's... she's that's oh, she's how spinning. You, that's how you spot a turn right there. Oh, my God. Girl, she, she's she's spinning 12, a half dozen, dozen times. There she goes. Oh, she's like a little top. <laughs> and... This, oh my god! Yeah. I can't watch it anymore. It's too hard to watch. So the music behind it is, is Billy Eilish. Yeah, see me in the crown. Yeah, and she is Britney is wearing a crown. So what is your as as a true Britney scientist? What is what does your, this mean? Um, analysis. Okay, so I had a huge analysis when I first watched it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, because it it goes with my internal theme of what's going on, but. Then she, later in that day, she posted a very normal post of her and her boyfriend at the beach. Yeah. Right. Wearing masks, which I am a champion of. To which he <laughs> yeah, responded to are. a fan because a fan was like, oh, you guys don't need to wear a mask if you're on a beach just together. And he goes, a million people are going to see this. It's best to influence them in a positive way. And I'm Go like, off, boyfriend. There it is. We don't realize how pure Britney is. Um, so I think that video for me... Boy, <laughs> Britney's always been a smoke a smoke signal artist. Okay. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. she's a very if you know, you know artist. <laughs> you know I agree. Because I think she drops hints whenever she can. Because I'm under the impression that I don't think she is in charge of that Instagram at all. And I think when little things like that get out, she's just being like, help me. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Um, I would say <laughs> my daddy owns me. She <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Listen, Saturn does not agree. I can see it in her face. You don't think so? You think she might just be a little pots and pants? I think <laughs> she's definitely pots and pants. Beats and bops I, and pops and pants. Yeah, I mean, I would live for that clap. Um, but I think that Brittany likes to let the girls know that you know I am that girl. I'm forever that girl. And until you guys respect me as this country girl with my little, uh, what are the what's that color beige? <laughs> Those beige shorts. <laughs> With these little checkered Walmart tops, once you guys start giving me my tins for that, you get nothing else. Because literally everything is like bare minimum now. She's like, yeah. the, the wig is going to be how it is. <laughs> the makeup is going to be how it is. Because think about it. If, if you were a glorified pageant queen and no one ever like helped you transition into a regular person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like for me that's what i would do too she's a fire sign like fire signs know how to like keep the pressure up but also like let you know that i'm gonna slowly get what i want i mean in my career that's what i've done right i've like when i was under contracts that i didn't like i just kept it moving right keep it pumping. so i think her thing is just to say like i'm that bitch like i have a crown on in this video but also don't you think this video is weird <laughs> 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 See, I, and this is what I love. Like, I love, you know, like, she, we are still talking about her. We yes. are still, she is, she is the person who we will always be talking about. And what I love is your perspective because you see it as this other this thing where there's more control and there's more strings pulling. Yeah. And that, whenever I talk to you about it, I'm like, that makes it even more fascinating. You know what I, I want? What is happening? I what? want you and I want Bible Girl to have a podcast when you just <laughs> talk because you have polar opposite views. <laughs> well, because she, the conservatorship is what she thinks is holding Britney back. Um, oh. I think that, um, <laughs> I think that, you know, personally for her, I just think that no matter what her legal standings are, that she is just trying to make sure that however, whenever she returns, that she returns as herself. Yes. I because, do. Yeah. You know, because I yeah. think she's like, why not let the rain, what it, I gotta let, you know, let it fall down. Like <laughs> let the curtain fall down, you know, like, because yes. what I do know for certain is that 07 was not a mistake. Mm. 07 was an intentional breaking of an image it was like okay so i can't i you know i had a kid and i had two kids and i had a husband and i divorced him there's still no sympathy for me there's still no let her break it's like okay cool she's divorced when's her album coming out she's like yeah. okay cool um you want me to be cute i'm shaving my head you want me to be in shape i'm not you want me to be uh, lucid for my give me more performance at the VMAs. I refuse to be. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, See, I love it. Now I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, Britney's a bad bitch. Yes. Can, can you speak to, didn't she go shopping on the day of her divorce in her wedding dress? <laughs> I just posted that, yes. yes. <laughs> she, and also get into the details that when she went shopping the day of her divorce finalization in the wedding dress, she was wearing a very casual, I'm sure, picked up from Walmart wedge heel. <laughs> okay. Good for her. 
with with her micro minis. Also, let's get into Britney, the like unproblematic <laughs> white queen. When she wanted her hair, like when 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 she was over the shaved head, she's like, okay, girl, I want some hair. Right. She went to I'm assuming a black girl because who else does micro mini braids? Yeah. Right. She got these micro mini extensions to her like three inch hair. Yes. And the rest would just be the weave out, but the beginning of it was like little braids so that it would attach. And I was like, girl, that is so ghetto and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> she is from Louisiana. She, she wants us to know that. She's like, girl, I want to go back to the bayou. And yes, I still want to be Britney Spears because that's the thing with Whitney and all the girls who have like these motifs of like, you know, tragedy or something or whatever. And let's give Britney a, a clap for at least bringing it back to square one. She's like, okay, fine. I'll present like Britney again. Fine, fuck it, you know? But I think she just really wants to be like, girl, I'm from the Bayou girl. All the girls had babies at 23. I'm jealous of them. Y'all jealous of me? I'm jealous of the girls at home, okay? Like, right. I want my uh... babies and my man and I'll tour when I feel like it. I, I have never thought about it this way. <laughs> See, this is all about education is, and opening and I'm yourself educated. up. <laughs> you know? Okay, let's yeah. let's, let's take a let's quick... take a break. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break. Bye. Okay. Oh. Ooh, ah, do you have you seen Wicked? No. <laughs> do you know anything about Wicked? I know that um, John Travolta can't say Idina Mazel. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Tay Diggs is married to Idina Mazel, or was? I think that's, was. That's wild to me. And I know that she. It, it's the redemption story of the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. Wow. You know more than most people. (laughs) Education. Educational. And queer, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, because didn't a lot of people, like, like, really stand that as, like, a queer story because she was, like, ostracized for being herself? For being green. All we are is ostracized, girl. That's the only story Mm. we (laughs) got. You're not celebrating this pride? (laughs) Which, this one currently in June? (laughs) Pride to me has moved to July this year, girl, and also... Um, girl, maybe September. Also, girl, I think actually the other girls don't need months. It should just be, you know, uh, Black history and queer pride all year. I'm, yes. I the laws are correct. Yes. J'agree. <laughs> J'agree. But them conservatives will not have it. Girl. Oh, they're going to have it, girl. You see, <laughs> you see us protesting, girl? <laughs> um, have you been to any of the protests here in L.A. yet? I went to the all lives, all, ooh, shut up, all Black Lives Matter protest. Well, that's why they shouldn't have named it that. Well, I think they should have because it's a good play on words. Because it's like, okay, girl, let's talk about all Black lives. But I mean, yeah, there could have been like maybe a more, something more distinctive of its own. But I think it was intentional to be uh, confusing. Mm. We, two weeks ago on the show, we did like a very deep dive into the whole sort of debacle that led to that um and that episode got written up in vulture oh yeah go read about it honey we are detectives honey press 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 press. yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so it really was, you know, we 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 kind of got like messy and and dive uh, dove into it, but it, it did feel like because Saturn, I remember you and I did some texting post that March that yeah. it did feel like there was some people there who did not get the message who like weren't there for the right reason. And also like in WeHo, like walking past people out at brunch and shirtless and dancing, you know, and the whole thing. So it is, it is that interesting moment right now of, do we try to tear down the progress that is happening in the name of the wrong thing because it's convoluted or mm-hmm. do we let the big swings happen and then we sort of filter out the people who don't fully understand what's going on? Yeah. I mean, I just was like, look, clearly the world is in shambles. Like, mm-hmm. do you need to have brunch? Like these people who need to go back outside, I'm like, girl, so you want COVID. Like, I only went outside for a protest. Like, I only went outside to give my energy to change, you know? And to see people sitting down, kind of like having kikis was really disturbing, not only because I'm just like, we're in WeHo, so you guys benefit from this. It's just like, I mean, girl, they would have been open post the the protest. You know, you could have waited. Like, it's just, it's really interesting. I I mean, it's going to be... I mean, in the name of what you just said, like, I think the All Black Lives Matter movement is kind of like, it's a weird juxtaposition because we're also, I mean, I'm a, me as a Black queer person, I, I do understand that we're not really accepted or supported in the same way by the Black community when we're really fighting for them all the time. And mm-hmm. them is us, you know? Yeah. So it's like, come on, let's see it. I was just talking to my mom who we've made so many strides and I told her that I went to that protest and I was like, you have to be honest, you know, like when it comes to like trans issues or whatever, black people turn their head or like straight cis, cis head black people and not all obviously, but there is a majority, um, you know, keep it in the house kind of idea. Yeah. Don't tell everybody or that kind of thing. Cause there is a lot of support within black families, but there's also like a lot of shunning. But I think that it was really important that we, um, do address that at the same time, because just, I mean, we're, we're going to continue to go for all the rights, but we just want to make sure that the girls know we're going to come back and talk about this when we get back home. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. You know, we're going to get to it. So. Well, and speaking about talking about it, you have recently, you're not a YouTube girl, but you have recently become an IGTV girl. Ooh. I'm a talking head girl. I'm a talking head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she's a pundit. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Wait, what movie... have you been doing? Yeah. Sorry. Um, you know, okay, so a couple weeks ago when everyone was doing the black box, oh, ruffled my spirit. It ruffled my spirit because I instantly caught why it wouldn't work. And it just felt like everyone was just looking for a quick solve. Like, I think that weekend, everyone was in mass hysteria, right? Yes. The people that were affected directly by what that um, what that meant psychically for their lives and, like, how they portrayed themselves in the world or felt like themselves in the world. And then there were the people who were adjacent to that, the allies who were like, oh, shit, this is a lot. What do I do to help? And I get it. But I think it was just, like, anything will work and, it, and anything will not work. No. It has to be extremely methodical and thought out and purpose. And when they were hashtagging Black Lives Matter in that black box, I was like, what the fuck? Look at the hashtag. You're ruining it. 
I no, woke up that morning and like looked at the hashtag and immediately like screenshotted it, posted it. Was like, stop doing this. Right. It's the exact opposite of what we were trying to do, which was raise voices. It was literally blacking voices out. Who thought that that would be a good idea? And then people left it up. And I was like, you should be more disgraced by that. Like, immediately take it down and at least post something with some sort of resource, something that can help, something that will raise a voice. Absolutely. And but I would, all these white people were too afraid to do it. I'm sorry. I'm so no, mad about this show. Go off, sis, because that's what, it, that's what it was. They were afraid to ruin their Instagram feeds. They were afraid to ruin what was there. And it was like, who cares? Who fucking cares about your Instagram feed? Also, that's not ruining. Well, that's what they were saying. They were like, right. I don't want to ruin like my feed, so I'll put it in my story. And I was like, how is helping? How is lifting voices? How is raising awareness ruining anything? The only thing that actually ruined it was hosting that black square. Tea. Right. And it was also too easy to me, right? It was like, oh, I posted my black box and I moved on. I still have friends whose pages only have that black box as as a as a as a form I of follow those people. I did too, but I have some closer. Well, no, he got unfollowed too. But um oh my god, that's Omar barking. Um <laughs> you would love to hear. You would love Omar's to Omar's like, don't unfollow me. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> don't unfollow me, Bob. Right. So that morning, I so I went off that night before I went to bed because I was up watching it happen in real time. And um, Azealia actually said something that night. She said, don't ever fucking call me a black box again. And I was like, exactly, because that's not it. So I woke up that morning and I just was like literally adjusting my do rag and like getting my shit together when I just felt the spirit hit me. And I turned on my camera and I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what are the girls thinking about? Like, get into it. Like, for one, this isn't my battle to fight. I'm Black. I wasn't raised with any sort of hate in my heart. Even when hate was thrown against me within my household or on the schoolyard, I never had a retaliation spirit. I never had a spirit of, you know, anger. It was just like, oh, you're going through something. You're, 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 I got to think of an appropriate word because I probably said something worse, but, you know, um, you probably need therapy. Like I always thought the kids that tease me needed therapy. So with this racial, um, this racial pandemic, I'm like, some of y'all just need therapy. You know, like some of y'all are just really um, okay with missing the point, but it's time that you like quit playing that game and, and like get to the work because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't deserve to have to fight for my life when I'm not the one putting it at risk. If you benefit from what mm. is wrong within the world that um, keeps me and people like me down, go ahead and fix it. If you are actively keeping people down, go ahead and fix it. Right. It's not mm-hmm. that hard. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. And I know that the original source of it is all pettiness. So it's like, girl, just open up the damn gates, girl. Like, let the girls come play the game. Like, capitalism won't go anywhere. So let everyone play the game. Right. Like, just cut it the fuck out because I don't think we can go back now, right? Like, we have too much information. That's why the black mm-hmm. box is so important to me of, like, getting rid of it because we are full of information right now. And it almost felt like it was, like, if I'm a conspiracy theorist, it felt like that was the intention. Yes. Secretly. It was like, oh, we'll save it, do this, and then the, and then we'll just wash it away. That's what, That's what the I K-pop kids are doing. Well, and... Love the K-pop kids. Go love off. the K-pop kids. Go off. That's what I was seeing because honestly, um, there were a couple things that it, it seemed like that blackout was 
was initially started by people in the music industry that were trying to black out promotion of anything that wasn't related to you know but it's like a game of telephone that got fucked up and then co-opted because then reading about the 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 conspiracy that like oh then people simplified the message and just started saying post this black square and put the the hashtag in there that was an act of suppression it was but then i was also curious like why did the music industry think that posting a black box in the beginning as a need to say I'm blacking out, girl, that's still promotion. Hey, I'm gonna take, I'm not gonna talk about my music today. My music won't be talked about today. (laughs) (laughs) But in case you wanted to know, there's music. But we're I'm just like, not talking about it. I'm like, I didn't over. think about it that way. Oh my like, god, it's so dumb. It's so selfish. So it's selfish. so self-serving. Come so. over here where I put out an EP and haven't talked about it for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll just talk about it in six months when it feels you know, okay to talk about it again. It's not going anywhere. Literally, like, oh, or I, I just put it out, but we're gonna put it on pause, okay? But I just put it out, so we're gonna <laughs> on pause. But I just put it out, um, you know. Like, but if you if you need something to listen to, like, you know, Saturn does have music out. <laughs> well, listen, I was like, for one, go ahead and black out the girls that we were talking about. That that three percent of the girls that make it, right? My black and queer ass won't be blacking out. Mm-hmm. I will be discussing the issues, and on Bandcamp Friday, you will be supporting me because I am someone who is being held down by whatever situations. There you go. So I feel like, you know, black people didn't have to do that, but a lot of the girls did. Anyway, we got through it, but that that just made me want to talk about it. And I got like a reaction that I had never gotten before. And it felt like, so a couple years ago, someone who will remain unnamed told me to watch what I say um, publicly. Mm-hmm. And it really freaked me out. Like I really, cause it was, I was just starting to gain traction in my career and I was like, oh, I should shut up. And they had a lot of, you know, they had some say in my career at the time. And I was like, all right, cool. So everything became sanitized. And that morning I spoke so honestly and the response that I got was so honest and it wasn't about me, which is what I always say, even though I'm a Leo and I look the way that I do, it's not really a- <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous, stunning. <laughs> no. No, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, this is about enlightening the world, right? But anyway, the people around me and like people who I didn't know were just responding and being like, "Oh, I get it," you know. And people were checking themselves. Some people were like, "Damn, I didn't think about that. I saw it as a form of support. Let me delete mine." Mm -hmm. I was like, "All good. I'm about to burn down your house, girl. It's all right. You know, just go ahead, delete the box." So that just turned me into something else. I think. But I think it's really exciting. I know for me, like it's a it's it's exciting to see people, uh, whether you know them personally or not. It's exciting to see people sort of. There was something really empowering when I saw that video. I know that it didn't come from a place of like, let me try something new. But it was really exciting for me to see your voice amplified in a way that was like so powerful and to see that a lot of people were like reacting to it. And uh, I just, I I found that video and and a few of the other videos that you've made since then really great to watch and to like reflect on and and think about. Thanks, sis. I feel like I needed that for myself too. And I think it kind of all coincides with the movement, right? Is that like, 
a lot of black people are gaining their voices. A lot of black people are, are, are like, actually pay me because you know what? It's not just about um, don't kill us because I mean, that should go without saying, but it has not, so we have to. But also it's like, treat us right day to day. Right. So that empowered me to say, to like say how I felt and then request the same, you know? So it just kind of like served itself in this weird way. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm thankful to have found my voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we are going to move into our little ending segment here, which um, I don't know that I gave you a heads up on this, but uh, uh, Ooh, uh, we love is... to catch you off guard, Diva. <laughs> <laughs> this is our segment that we call Fuck Fuck Talk! Talk! Ah, do you think I have the range? <laughs> I think so. Okay, thank it's, you. The vibrato. The vibrato yeah, is strong. All in this range. I mean, you know, just, wherever you want to take it, I think you got it. Ah! Yes. I love support right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a segment where we just talk about uh, weird, uncomfortable, strange, funny, or uh, very sexy sex encounters. Very sexy sex encounters. I'm very curious about you pulling... Trade at gigs? Yes. Because I feel like you get out on that stage and you serve sex siren and you, you know, show out and you wear... You hypnotize the audience. Uh-huh. You know, a little glamour. A little... Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can only imagine <laughs> that you have some people calling after you after you perform. It's... Okay. It is true... <laughs> However, we also encourage messiness in this part of the show. We so do. Just to let you know. Listen, we've already delved, so I'm here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the most, re- or actually, the one that's jumping out of my mind is that I was hosting a party, actually, but I was still dressed as, as if it was Sex Siren, mm-hmm. you know, owning the performance stage. This guy out of nowhere comes up to me as I'm taking like a shot back in my drinking days, and he was like, you know, like, let's take a shot together. And I was like, he is so fucking excited. Like, you know, like, he is into it. And he kept, every time I went back to get a drink, he would meet me there and be like, let's do another one. I was like, what do you want, you know? And the disappointing part about that is they don't know. And more more often than not, um, my, I hate this, but it's true. And I think it's a little bit racist, but... My presence intimidates, you know? Um, And I don't know if it's my blackness, if it's my feminist, if it's my pride in both of those things, but boys come up to me all the time. And it's usually a straight boy who's like, oh, I'm down, but he's not down yet. Mm. He's hoping that the diva takes advantage of him and like turns him out. You know, because the gag is they want to be my girlfriend. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard that a lot. Girl, I'm just learning that no nobody told me I don't have a fairy godmother. I wish because my friend was like, I get some of the biggest, burliest, like MMA fighters, like hardcore guys, and they just want it. They want to be the little lady. They want to be the little lady, but and they and and they want to be a little lady for a little lady, <laughs> <laughs> or a big lady. Uh, ooh. Uh, so that's what you say, mean by pride. Yeah, I was also going to say you listed off all your attributes, but you also your body is sickening. Yes. Oh, oh thank you. I and mean, so I, you can <laughs> add that to the list as well. I mean, I was body dysmorphic as a ten year old, so I was doing sit ups by Denise Austin's videotapes. <laughs> 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 
I wish I had the work ethic. <laughs> Ten years old, I was like, give me a bunch of box of Ritz. That's what I'll eat. You've Listen. got the range, but no work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, girl, I mean, you know, uh, we all process things differently, okay? Because I don't know if that if, if, if I chose a good way, girl. I don't know if that was a good <laughs> way. But a good story about trade is that I did pull quarantine trade. Whoop. In a hazmat suit. In a hazmat suit, girl. Um, so he and I had hooked up years ago in San Francisco. And we had reconnected because he moved up the street from me in L.A. Oh. And we went on a date like the like March 9th, you know, like quarantine oh hit March 15th. So we went on a little date, girl, a little date. We hooked up. I was like, okay, boom, love that. And we hooked up for a solid three weeks into quarantine because, you know, we had already known that we hadn't been with other people and da, 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 And like we spent two weeks, we like, we, we quarantined away from each other. I don't, I don't think we hooked up again until like the 20 something, mm-hmm. but it was good for a minute, girl. Then he realized he like his, his ex went through something Ugh. And he had to be there for his ex girl, and he was making it very much so like, I don't know what's going on, and what are we doing, and are we together? And I was like, girl, it's been three weeks. I haven't even developed like a need for you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even know what you can do around the house for me yet, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know about your BP bops and your pots and pans. You yeah. know, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like it all in house. So, <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. So that, I mean, I had to let that go. I did reach out for it again recently, girl, because, mm-hmm. you know, it is still quarantine. Mm-hmm. Times is still Unlike hard. the brooch, uh, the, uh, the brunch and go girls, you know, so yeah. I, it, is, it is still quarantine and I am not out. So I was like, what are you doing? Is it drill time? <laughs> you <know? laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait, are I'm... you over in WeHo? Is no, I live in K-Town. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Girl, if it was WeHo, girl, I don't know if I, girl, you know, who knows? It'd be a different story. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I am, I'm... Dipper, have you had sex this at all? Yeah. Nothing? Mm-mm. No human contact? Mm-mm. I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm like, if I don't make a calculated decision soon, I'm going to make a bad decision about, like, COVID exposure. Yeah. Like, like next month, if it's still nothing, you will just like find me full out at an inappropriate orgy. And what I need to do is sort of like find a person and we get tested and we're like, but you know, and like create a place. Did you see that the the New York State Health Department put out all these guidelines about safe sex during COVID? And they no. literally detail glory holes as like a really positive they're like if you could create a barrier between yourself like possibly a wall maybe with a (laughs) hole in it it would be really good and i'm like they're always stealing from the gays but theoretically girl set up a glory hole you could just suck dick there's no droplets it's like it's my saliva on your dick but go wash your dick off (laughs) then we're good that's all i'm looking for anyways i mean that's true, but I don't trust nobody, girl. I'm going to go, like, it's going to be quarantine two weeks for me for a very long time. Like, I'm right. about to be like, hey, nice to meet you. Let's quarantine. <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Bring me your test back. It's giving very much that. Girl, this is where I'm like, we all need the, like, little bracelets with the scanner on it and, the, like, an active test result. Did you see, okay, this is, I'll, I'll just say this and then we can end the show, but there was a show on Amazon called Upload. 
and it, it's about the future, but it's yeah. about the afterlife and like a digital you afterlife, like your, brain, your soul yeah. and your brain. Okay. But in it, they have sex. And at one point they, um, they talk about like safe sex and they, they like their contraception, they put, they like put a camera on one another and they verbally consent to the sexual experience and it made me think about like technology and future with like being able to like actually share std test results and go on a video record of like i consent to the sexual experience prior to doing it it was I, a gag i was like that's actually next level well i was listening to a podcast about this girl who had done work in porn and she was murdered anyway but oh, at Jesus. the end at the end of all of their videos they have to do a consent video like that Yes. Where they say like I I and they don't get paid unless they say yeah, that they were comfortable up. with everything that happened. So even if stuff that was bad happened to them, they just have to say it. So it's so wild. That's and just, it's and after. It, and it's after. So anything that uh, happened and they're just sitting there holding the check in front of them. But that's girl, a different story. The porn industry is trash. We should do <gasps> That's what our next detective will be, the porn industry. Oh yeah. Gun gun. <laughs> So, Miss Saturn, will you tell everyone uh, where they can find your music and pay for it and buy for it and download for it? Um, you can buy Venus Virgo and other works by Saturn at Bandcamp, SaturnRising.Bandcamp.com. I have some merch on there as well. Um, my projects are streaming all over every like google play amazon and the two biggies the apple musics and the spotify right um follow me on all of those things my instagram is saturn rising well the rising has a nine instead of the g mm-hmm. um she's recently verified so it's her there me Ooh, the one yeah uh, how did you get ver- i need to get verified <laughs> you know what i have angels i never was a person that like I had friends that were always like hating on people who who got verified, being like, "Oh, I want to be verified." They're not, and then and I was like, "Girl, let God verify you, okay?" You know, and he does, he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but I mean, like, I mean, obviously, this is not to you because your energy is much different than the person I'm talking about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I wanted it too, but I didn't really care. But somebody was like, "Oh, you should be verified," and they actually said, "I'll do it," and then they just went and did it, mm, yeah. and then. And girl, it it came through on Juneteenth, so it was reparations. It was wow! Like, now that is a gift. But um, but yes, yeah, stay tuned because there's more coming soon. Follow me on all those things. Um, oh, and what is your Venmo? That's right. Um, my Venmo is Saturn Rising. The G is a nine as well. Um, that is the same as Cash App, and my PayPal is also the same. Girl, send yeah. the girl some money for the entertainment and education from today. Hello, you know that is the that is the new wave, honey. Give me my things while I am here. Yes, the doll yeah. deserves your coins. Thank you. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, we've made it to the end. Thank you so much for being Thank on the you show. So much. That was so fun. This was great. I love you guys. Y'all are a hoop. Love you back. Uh, I love thanks so you much too. for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod and send us an email at Sloppy Seconds Pod at gmail.com. Or call in with your fuck talk story to 213 536 9180 or 1 800 Wicked. You can and sing you can it. Fu- 213 536 9180. Trying to dance to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it started out a bop. Yeah. <laughs>
you know. Oh, box. you can find Big Dipper on um, Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly and me I'm verified at too, just Meatball. Like and I'm on Instagram, I'm Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. I would like, if you work at Instagram or Facebook, I would like to be verified because I have a makeup palette and I feel like a people will try to dupe it or something. I don't know. Yes. Give it to me. <laughs> the angels. The angels. I need that check mark just because there's some imposters out there. There you go. Do you hear this voice? It's one of a kind. Come on. Ooh, ah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Do do forever dog. Sloppy Seconds is a forever dog podcast. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Will Pitts. Our cover art was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. <laughs>